0: And like I shared with you guys, um, as I was just kind of praying about our conversation and what we would talk about today, the word steadfast kept coming to mind. And steadfast means resolutely or dutifully firm and unwavering. And in the old English, it was also translated standing firm. And there are so many scriptures um, that talk about standing firm psalm one nineteen eighty nine says Your word, O Lord, is eternal. it stands firm in the heavens, and that stands firm is also that that idea it's steadfast in the heavens. It says, your faithfulness continues throughout all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Um, the other scripture that kind of jumped off the page when I was looking at the different scriptures that use that word steadfast um, is in First Peter 5.10. And it says, in the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. God kind of gave me this picture years ago. You know, I, I, I did grow up in a Christian home and, and, uh, there were worship songs that I loved and, and, and phrases that were, that were very precious to me. Um, and, and there was a worship song that was around when I was little. And part of the words were, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. And, and I remember it as a child and, even as an adult, struggling a lot with fear. And um, I would find myself, when I was afraid, saying, I trust you, God, I trust you, God, I trust you, God. And God gave me this picture years ago. That not, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I trust you, God, I trust you, God. But it's almost like shooting blanks. Because the reality is, I do trust God. I do trust the Lord. But Scripture says that the Word of God is the weapon of our warfare it's the sword of the spirit and so not that god didn't listen or hear me when i prayed and i would say over and over i trust you god i trust you god i trust you god but there was a very real difference when i would speak the word into the situation you know there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus that scripture set me free from poor choices and, and and things that I had done and the consequences of those choices and those things and the guilt and the shame that the enemy would try to heap on me, speaking that word into those, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That was the strapping my feet Mm in, I am standing firm on the word of God. And there was freedom in that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just one example. I could probably, you know, if we sat here long enough, I, you know, I'm sure we could all come up with a couple, but is there, is there something like that for you that you could communicate? Because I feel like the people who, who God will draw to watch this conversation, who God willing will take this conversation and it will spark conversation with them and their communities and their friends and they're at their dinner table. Like I, I believe that that is, that is the repercussion. That's the rock in the water that ripples out. And, and, and we're encouraged when we hear what God has done for one another. Growing up in the church, you know, I knew Jesus as my father. I knew Jesus as my friend But like a lot of people, didn't really have that need or ever have that opportunity to experience him as my savior until I was in my late teens. I had been wounded by the church, by people who called themselves Christians, and I ran. I ran from everything I knew. I was in a new place with new people. And I was hell-bent on doing the wrong thing. But God in his goodness and in his mercy, you know, he doesn't leave you where you find yourself. Much like the prodigal son, I found myself empty, depleted, toast. I had nowhere to go. I knew that there was a loving God, but I desperately for the first time in my whole life needed to know that he was my savior. And I experienced redemption and restoration and healing. But the after effects of that season of my life were the guilt and shame that I talked about earlier. That self-talk track that Rasan was talking about, the the memories, the, the things that would stir up, just kicking myself for choices that I had made, things that I had chosen to do. And that scripture that I shared, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, wasn't just something that I would say. There were times that I would find myself driving down the road, screaming those words out loud because I was clinging to the word of God, desperate for his word to take root. And those thoughts and those feelings of guilt and shame, they don't go away. God shows up and God heals and God restores and God sets free and God redeems. But those tracks and those thoughts that linger, they're still there. The opportunity is still there for them to creep in, to divide me from the love of my Savior. And later on in life, those feelings of guilt and shame, you know, from from that period of time in my life, they diminished a little. But the enemy just tries to creep in. You know, maybe it's failure. Failure that you've experienced at work. Failure in finances. And failure in parenting. Wishing you had made different decisions and choices in relationships. And we find ourselves as believers, again, wrestling and struggling. Because those are the waves. Those are the waves and the things that happen to us, through us, that that God the author and the perfecter and the finisher of our faith is so consciously aware of and present with us in the midst of, and yet he's so faithful. His word in Malachi 3.6, he says, "'I, the Lord, do not change. "'Therefore you, O descendants of Jacob, "'are not destroyed.'" Those are the words that we cling to. That's what we cling to because though life happens and seasons change and we make choices and things happen to us that we can't change, we serve a God that never changes, whose word never returns void, whose promises never fail. He is faithful even when we are faithless, He is faithful. He is faithful and his word is true. And when we lock in to his word for us and when we can be strapped in to his promises and that understanding that he is steadfast, we too can be steadfast. We too can stand firm because we serve a God who never, ever changes. We serve a God who is steadfast to us and therefore we can remain steadfast in him. That is the truth of the word. That is the truth of the God that we serve and that is where our hope is found. It's him. Okay.